Hi, this is Mary Ortiz. You're listening to the Kansas City Social Hour. It's the Kansas City and Social we Hour. Are live. That's live for me anyways. And I'm your humble host, Ruben Ortiz. And you're locked into the Kansas City Social Hour. We're going to play a little Lucille to pay homage to my man, Mike Wells Barrel, that he bruises red Flanders in. Uh, little Richard, tremendous. Let's do this. Tremendous. Uh, early rock and roll. And Corey and I were discussing a little bit how hip-hop over the last 20 years was like the last major musical movement that captured and had the impact and the attention of the masses. And I was trying to figure out what the next big wave of music was going to be you know and with the audiences being so fragmented you can listen to so many different things like this badass kansas city local beer podcast for instance that we all don't have the collective artists that we used to know like michael jackson or a madonna will we ever have those things rock and roll had its place the blues jazz hip-hop what is gonna be the next giant thing you know and it's really hard to see that you know and i've dissed hip-hop in a past episodes that's more of me uh upset at the current state of it the art form versus collectively what it was you know but what is it You know, maybe it'll be out of China. You know, they got their own industrial revolution going on over there. And as there's more time and leisure left over from the spoils of capitalism, will we see some music form break out of there? I don't know. Or are we just fragmented at this point? And, you know, we're going to just listen to whatever the fuck we want. If you want to go into a 1930s jazz hole and stay there you can if you want to listen to nothing but 90s hip-hop you can and if you want to get into obscure uh folk mexican songs from the 1940s you can also do that so it's a weird time man and i don't know if we'll have the mega stars that we once had will we have the alton johns the rolling stones You know, uh, we have a few artists that are pretty big right now, but for the most part, you know, we're all listening to this, whatever the fuck we want. And right now we're listening to a little Lucille, like I said, paying homage to my man, Mike Wells, barrel that brews this beautiful beer that he so happened to share with us. And I had a great time hanging out and chilling with my man. And so we're just going to get right into that, man. I just want to say thank you to Mike Wells. And if you guys want to hear more stuff like this, holla at your boy and let me know. And let's get into the podcast. Hey, what's going on? This is uh, Ruben Ortiz. This is Corey Hockler. And Mike Wells. We're here with Mike Wells, man. He just got here. And uh, super excited to do this. Right now we're recording in Corey's uh, basement. This is the first time we've Our done that. bar. Yep, the basement we, we, bar. Maybe we'll take pictures and post it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I brought the camera so that we, I definitely want to get some pictures. Because uh, this has been a while in the making, man. It's like we wanted to have Mike for like, it was, it's been like six months. Well, I think it was around three, Thanksgiving. Yeah, three months. Had, yeah. Oh, three months? Yeah. When so, you were a dick to him on the podcast? That's right. We still got to figure that out. Oh, <laughs> I know. When I, and then I, I'm I was, usually real nice to people that are bigger than me. <laughs> He's a lot bigger than me. Yeah, way. exactly. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't... I. I knew he was big, but I didn't know that he was that big. Yeah, he was a big guy. Like, like J.J. Watt big. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right. And so, I want him on my side. And for sure, just like we used to throw this disclaimer out, 
everything I say is bullshit. It's a joke. <laughs> I, like Rappaport says on his podcast, I don't fact check. <laughs> so don't take me uh, from my word of any any Anybody facts that right? I might spew out. Like one in particular, when I said that uh, olive oil had a high burning point. Yeah. So stuff like that. Don't, I'm just wrong <laughs> a lot wrong. of times, and I'm kidding a lot That's of really times. Wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, we, for a while we wanted to have uh, – uh, Mike on, so we got him, and then it's new that we're in the basement, so I'll, I'll go ahead and, you know, I guess before you to hear the intro that we'll be plugging in and all that, so. Uh, and Mike's with uh, Eye for an Eye Brewing. That's right. And maybe we should start by, uh, he can tell us about what, what happened this weekend. Oh, uh, the KC Beermeisters had their 33rd annual competition. And uh, my Flanders Red won a bronze in the Sour Ale category. So pretty proud of that. I've been trying for a medal in their competition for a few years now, and this is the first time I've been successful with it. So, And it seems that every time, you know, I'm part of uh, various, on Facebook, you can join various groups, and and uh, it seems that Mike is always pulling a win in something, you know what I mean? So I was super excited to try his beers. He's brought... Yeah, a that, few of those. That was my segue, is because he brought that that Flanders Red. So oh, fantastic! Thank you for right on stepping. We before we get to that in a sec, I just wanted to, you you want to just tell people a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, I uh, I know a lot of people already know you, but uh, yeah, just yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm home brewer, so yeah, not a pro yet by any means. Um, I've been brewing for probably about 14 years. I started wow. in college. Um, I guess I could say I was doing it before it was cool. So. Yeah, that is way <laughs> before it was cool. Holy shit, man. So, I had no idea yeah, wow. it was that long. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I used to work down at uh, the Power Plant, which is a brew pub down in Parkville, Missouri. Okay. And I worked there in college, like over spring break and summer break. And then I'd get back to uh, Warrensburg, where I went to school, and you know you can't drink. Mule. Yeah, oh, that's right. I was a mule. <laughs> Do you know Grant? Grant Wayner? Grant? Oh, yeah, I know Grant. Because he went to CM Central Missouri also, right? Uh, yeah, I didn't know him okay. from that. Okay. But, yeah. All right. Um, but anyway, you know, college kids can't afford to drink good beer. And <laughs> and so I uh, just kind of literally stumbled across a homebrew shop in uh, uh, Lee Summit and walked in and picked up a book. I'm like, is this legal? And the guy's like, it's absolutely illegal. You know, check it out. So... I bought a book and kind of did some reading, and I tried a few batches, and they were drinkable at college kid standards. <laughs> it's a low standard. Right, very <laughs> Someone low standard. Someone that drank a lot of Natty Light. Yeah, we usually would start with the Natty Light, and then in the night on the homebrew is how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd say I've, I've come a little ways since then. Nice. That is so cool, man. 14 years ago. and What do you think uh, drew you to it? Was it something... Uh, what was it specifically that you got drawn to, but you decided you wanted to do that? Uh, just, it's like an art for me. It's an expression of yourself. You can, yeah. I mean, and there's so many different ways to go at any style and just, there's, you know, parameters and you can kind of, you know, paint it however you want it to be. And so it's just, it's cool to do that. That's a cool aspect that um, Corey and I were discussing. We were saying that it's cool. Uh, the brewing is is interesting in that, like, sometimes I think of baking as more of a science, and then I think of cooking as an art. But, like, brewing, given all of the science that you have to know, it's kind of a mixture of the two. You have the art artistic aspect of it with the ingredients and trying different stuff, and then the scientific piece. So uh, brewers are they they got a unique set of talents and they they got to be creative and then scientific at the same time. So I, I think that's a cool mixture and uh that's the reason why I don't brew. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be creative and technical. <laughs> Fuck, you know, what what am I going to do with that? You may be creative but you have yeah. science isn't your gig. We we took about an hour just getting the audio right. So there you go, man. Good thing this was in a batch of brew. How about that? <laughs> and I've done this how many times already, too? Shit. I know. To be able to do it your shot. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So now, if you want, yeah, just let us know uh, what what like that more on the Flanders that you brought okay. or whichever one, man. Yeah, I think we'll probably start with the uh, Imperial Stout. That, that, that Flanders will kind of stick with you for a little while. Okay, cool, so, man. Um, I brought a bottle of my uh, vanilla Imperial Stout. Um, awesome, man. It's called the Seventh Trumpet, and then I do lots of variations off of it. it so what, what, what's the basis of the name? 
Um, it's biblical. a biblical reference. Okay. Um, Gosh, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it's kind of the end of days Armageddon. So, uh, so, uh, so the, the the seven angels blow trumpets in Revelation. Right. Exactly. Oh, and okay. each one opens a different seal, and the seventh trumpet is. The last trumpet to be sounded. Is Boom. that one in the Jewish Bible? Too? That is not. That is a New Testament, not an okay. Old Testament. <laughs> then you get a pass. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and he has the his eye for an eye brewing caps on him, which we will be confiscating. Yes, yes, those are not leaving the house. <laughs> they're going to unless he wants to take it because I'm, I'm no, no, they're all it. yours. I got a whole bunch of them. <laughs> those will be on Corey's uh, beer top when we eventually do that. Yes, it's only been like six months. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, you need to get on that. Well, y- as soon as you're ready, bro. Let me know. This is a side argument that we... Uh, well, yeah, we, we probably shouldn't have here, but that's <laughs> that's what we excel at is side arguments. But yeah, that's right. Let's get back to the business at hand. So let's uh, let's crack this baby right, open yeah, and we'll see, see what... Open. So this one's a, the vanilla variant, he said, right? Yes. And uh, Mike's busy opening that right now, so he couldn't answer, so Corey well, answered for you. You can hear that. They picked that up. Right on, man. That's awesome. Very exciting. Thank you. Here you go. And, and right now, um, Mike's pouring. Uh, it's really dark. Go ahead and describe because you're you're actually already have your nose in it, Corey. Yeah, it's it's really dark. It's got a nice nice little vanilla scent to it. You know, very stout like in it. Oh, let me talk into the mic. Then. Oh, I know. Huh? Thanks for telling me, Ruben. Well, um, you know, I could still hear you, but yeah, yeah you're right. I still hear you a lot better now. Yeah, you're two feet from me, so. Yeah. Um, like I said, it has a... Talk into the mic again, brother. Yeah, I just... I yeah, it's hard. But my nose. Maybe we'll just ask Mike, what, we're, what, what, are we, what are we looking for here before we... What, what, are, what are some of the characteristics of this beer that we should that we, we wow. could be looking forward to? That's really good. Oh, it is... You. Nice. Uh, on this one, definitely the vanilla's up front. Yeah. Um, I was really going for almost too much vanilla. Um, no, nah, it's awesome, man. I really dig it. It's well, thank cool. You. Um, but the base beer, it's, you know, there's a whole lot of different stuff going on there. You're going to have chocolate notes and coffee notes and, you know, dark fruit notes and toasted bread notes. and Guys, this is really good, Mike. I really appreciate you bringing this uh, uh immediately brought a smile to my face that the that vanilla just yeah, really the, just the, the vanilla, so cool man yeah the vanilla just real real smooth it's not you know a lot of times with vanilla if when you put it in stuff it could like overtake it or be overpowering but this just like you get that the nice the good vanilla not it's not too much and it's not so subtle that, that how did you, really you impart that it? vanilla in there what, what is it vanilla what beans okay yeah, yeah just i like, just i use uh real vanilla beans i think for a five gallon batch i used Four vanilla beans, just split and scrape and dump it all in there. Fucking nice, man. Wow. That's really awesome, man. He it's makes really it sound good. so simple. Yeah, I know. It, it really is. <laughs> is it, uh, after 14 years, I imagine it's like riding a bike for you at this point, bro. But trust me that uh, Corey and I would ruin it somehow. Yeah. <laughs> well, we wouldn't even attempt it. Well, well, we went to Brew Lab and we followed a recipe and we still ruined it. So, You know, and... I we've already asked him how he got started in brewing. That was what, the first question I had, uh, but now I guess it's a good uh, segue into asking you like, what are some of the competitions you won, and then some of the ones that you're you're most proud of. I know you're probably proud of all of them, but you know, recently I know you had some success where you're you're going to be doing a commercial brew. That one might be up there. I don't know, but yeah, what are some of the competitions you won, and and what are some of the more exciting ones? Um, yeah. They're all fun, and of course you're you're proud of them all. But um, I'd say you know the best for me has been I've won two different scale up opportunities. A couple years ago, I got to make a brown ale down at Cinderblock. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, so that was really fun, and uh, I got to brew with a buddy of mine, Mark Springer. We we get together and brew a batch a couple times a year, and so we submitted that together. Awesome, and so we man. both got to go down there for that. And then uh, a few weeks ago, I, I got to go down to Piney River in Bucyrus, Missouri. Yeah, I saw that, And too. we brewed uh, the Imperial Stout with the coffee and vanilla beans. Oh, wow. So, so what's that variation called? Coffee, so, vanilla, okay. seven trumpet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. They're all seven trumpet. They just they're all get, seven trumpet, yeah. just different, kind of like the 
the boulevard, like their imperial style, you know, right. the, the chocolate or the cherry. Okay. So that's going to be a coffee variant of this? Yes, it'll be coffee and vanilla. Oh, and vanilla. I actually just texted the uh, owner today to get some details. He doesn't know when it's going to be out yet. It's, it's still sitting on the vanilla beans, but they dumped... Uh, I think 200 vanilla beans into the thing. Oh, wow. So well, it's a we big did, batch. So a we did 15 batch. barrels. Okay. Wow. So how is this one going to be distributed? How is that one going to go? I think this this one's going to be a tap room only. Okay. So maybe we need to start getting the uh, bus, bus Bucyrus campaign. Where is Bucyrus for us uh, non-Missourians? Okay. It is about two hours east of Springfield. Oh, wow. <laughs> it, it, it's a ways out there, but it's definitely worth the trip. They're on 80 acres, and they have just beautiful setting, and they back up to the Mark Twain State Park. How oh, cool wow. would this be to um, get uh, this? You know, because BTKC's always been talking about getting a bus for something, right? I mean, this, this is perfect. Yeah. So, call to arms, yeah. you know. Uh, Let's let's hook this shit up and uh, get Reuven a ticket. Yeah, and corn. Yeah, get down there. It is a really cool place with ran by really really cool people. They but, were really awesome. To so work is the town? Is it like a little like a hermit? I don't want to say hermit, but is it like a town that has like bed and breakfast, or is it just? It's it's pretty rural. Okay. Bucyrus itself. There's mm-hmm. a bigger town just to the east that's called Houston, Missouri. Okay, and they've got more of the uh, kind of stuff. I guess. Okay. But, we got to do this, bro. Yeah. Plus, it would be how awesome would it be, you know, to just show up with, you know, a, a big group of people and just like, you know, take down a couple of kegs of it, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? That'd be so sweet, man. Wow, but that's that's kind of that has to be like a just like you know, in, in terms of, of brewing, just so so personally gratifying, knowing that here is a big brewery that says. We like what you do. Come here and make something for us that we are going to, to you know, to give to people and put, you know, in a sense, put our name on it. So. Yeah, it was it was really cool working with them. I mean, just, you know, he seemed to be more excited than me. And I'm like, you know, I'm the little guy getting to do this. And so it was, it was just really awesome. I mean, I was just, I had a smile on my face the entire weekend. That's so cool, man. How awesome is that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh. Charles, we need to get this hooked up, bro. We got to figure it hey, out. Charles, get to work, Charles. Yeah, <laughs> Charles, Emery, everybody. We need a uh, you know. Call to arms. It seems very doable, man. A, a bus, all of us. We can, we can stop at Mothers just to, to just fuel up. Twist my arm, and then if we must, you have to go through Springfield to get to Bucyrus, or yeah, you'll take seventy one to Springfield and then shoot east. So okay. we'd go through Springfield. This is going to be so awesome, man! Uh, ballpark time frame? Do you th- just ballpark? Well, I and that's what I asked him today, uh-huh. and uh, he didn't have he, no idea. He said it's and that's that's kind of the the thing with a big beer like this, especially once you start throwing other flavors in it. Is mm-hmm. it's ready when it's ready. And the beer tells you when it's ready. You don't tell it when it's ready. But he said uh, best guess would probably be March 18th when they're having a big uh, ale anniversary. Mm-hmm. So ale anniversary. Ale anniversary. You get it. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, he Thank said you, best Corey. guess would be then. And I said, well, I'll just I'll just give out your phone number, and that way all the listeners can just call you on a regular basis and ask when it's ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he loved that. I'm sure. Uh, so. Um, yeah, I have, I have, um, so when you're making like, not, uh, not necessarily that beer, but when you're making your batches, do you like taste it before just to see when, when it's right? Uh, How does that work? For the most part, if it's a beer I've been brewing for years, I just let it you know. do its thing. If it's something new, I'll try to kind of taste it throughout just to see how things are going and. You know, if I need to jump in and help it, and then if, if it's possible for me to help it, yeah. yeah. But um, it's one of those things that once you brew the beer and throw your yeast in, the yeast is in control. You just got to let, let just, it do its thing. You're just waiting for... Hey, um, push your mic in. Yeah, something's... And okay. I need to get a new cord for that mic. Yeah, yeah. you really do. Thank you, Corey. Your equipment sucks, bro. <laughs> Stop. Don't. Do, 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 <laughs> how oh, dare you're going to you? get mad. No, but the equipment's fickle. It might get offended and fuck us up, okay? Dude, but that. I'm like a baseball player when it comes F- to FYI, uh, uh, Ruben is, is ro- Ruben's rocking the, the made apparel Kaufman hat. 
And this may be like the first time that Ruben's wearing something that I want. <laughs> that, so it, that it, tells you how nice the hat is. Well, especially when I see your uh, Mets pennant there yeah. behind you. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> School Mets fan. I know. It hurt. My wife's a Royals fan. You so. had to know it was coming. Oh. <laughs> they were in every game. When they lost the first game, I, I, I knew I was destined to get my heart broken again. Lead off inside the park home run kind of just sets the stage for how it's going to go. When you're winning in the bottom of the ninth, and the reliever's been lights out, and then yeah, and then that was Alex ugly. Gordon. He was, was definitely our MVP, wasn't he? Was that now? Familia. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure, definitely. man. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so crushing, and and it's so crazy when we've talked about that before with Corey because he does like the Royals, but in out of any. Uh, that's the only scenario where he would be rooting against yes. him. I wasn't even rooting. I was like, it's like, and so it's funny that it would happen like I was that. Just, it, it was classic. So, it was horrible for me to watch because my wife's jumping up and down. I'm like, oh. Just, oh. Uh, I don't. Oh. Um, uh, so uh, now I'm sad. What are just uh, have another drink? Yeah, yeah. Just know. just have another. And uh, it's a real, you guys, if, um, a lot of you have tried this before. If you haven't, man, I I, I bet you the variant of this is just going to be killer, man. And uh, this one right here is awesome. How long have you been brewing this one for? Um, I've been working on my Imperial Stout recipe for about five years. It's dope, man. Really so, good stuff. You. So uh, on tag on, on to that, like, what are some of your favorite styles of beer and why? Um, I would say definitely Imperial Stout, just in the fact that, you know, when it's cold, it's it's one that you can you can have one you you sip on it for such a long time and there's so much going on with them just all the different flavor levels that you know you pour it cold and let it warm up through throughout drinking and it just changes it so changes, much yeah and and sometimes like like I'll pour one and I'll taste it cold I'm like this has to go down about ten or fifteen degrees and then you drink it and then you like re- you really like kind of take it in and the flavor is just. Right. It's, you're like impressed. So, yeah, I would say Imperial Stout's one. Um, you know, I like the hoppy beers. Uh, Grant Warner, we need ethos back. Yeah. So, that's <laughs> well, my yeah. one little plug. I had to yeah. get that in. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm a big fan of the. Uh, have you tried the top rope? I haven't had it yet. Okay. I need to get out and try that one. It, I mean, they're, they're two different animals, yeah. but. Did you do Grizz? I haven't had Grizz yet either. What's wrong, What's wrong with I'm, you, man? I don't have beer. We're tall grass people. Yeah, he makes his own beer. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dang. That's why we're, we're, we're messing up. We could be making our there own stuff. Go. So, yeah, uh, I like the hoppy stuff. I, I like sours. Um, I like just about anything. Um, so, okay, so you like uh, IPA, stand, like uh, stouts, the IPAs, the sours. Do you find, uh, you, you did that Flanders Red. Was that the... Uh, how long have you been doing sours for now? Uh, I've been doing sours for probably three or four years. For like three or four years? Yeah. So that, yeah. So um, do you find it, uh, was it challenging to get into that or was it just kind of like any other brewing process? It's it's just challenging the fact like it takes so long to figure out how you did. Oh. And, and it's it's so far out of your control. Oh, so that, that beer takes longer to develop. Right. Yeah, this, this beer is probably... You know, a year to a year and a half old. Wow. The, really? Yeah, the the Flanders Red, that is. Holy shit, yeah. man. The Imperial Stout, I brewed back in September. And, um, and so that's what warrants, I guess, some of the the, the prices on the sours right. that we it, see? They're just taking up so much real estate mm-hmm. for so long. And not only that, but they have to dump a lot of beer, too. Like, if it just turns out funky in a bad way, yeah. I mean, they can't sell it. So, yeah. you know. And the, so the risk of that is pretty high. So so you, we're getting that price when we when we get that price, we're probably paying for a few uh, dump batches or or like you said, the real estate. Like if a beer is just sitting there, you need quite a bit of space uh, to store, you know, a large quantity of liquid, you know. And right. so, yeah, wow, that's that's interesting. I didn't know that. So it's how, a year and a half old, right? Yeah. <laughs> so so in a sense, sours are. Less, you have less control as to what's going to. It's or it's harder to control. Right, you can kind of stack the deck in your favor with recipe development and how, what you know what kind of uh, bacteria and wild yeast you may use, 
and the temperature and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, you're still not driving. You're just <laughs> so is is it hard to to duplicate? I mean, um, a recipe. I mean, is, with sours, is it hard to nail the the what you did consistently? Um, it can be. I've done well with my Flanders Red, um, but so, I've got a, a like a five gallon bourbon barrel that it, all the wild bugs. They actually take up residence in the wood itself. Mm-hmm. And so when I just put beer into it, like already fermented beer, all those bugs will, you know, and get active in control. there. And so, but that's a good thing for me. So it keeps it somewhat even keel. You know, the percentage of populations kind of changes over time. But so far, I've, I've been successful with it. Oh, because you keep using the same barrel? Right, I keep using the same barrel. All, whenever oh, I rack oh. out of it. Which I'll fill it back up with another beer. That's why some of the old Belgian uh, sour people are so coveted and, and is like they've been doing it for so long that those bugs have resided there for so long that they're pretty consistent on, on their flavors and no one can duplicate those. Right. It, it definitely helps. You, you kind of get a uh, a terrier, if you will, based on what what yeast and bacteria you've got going on in your setting. How cool, yeah. man. That's awesome stuff. Man, this is... What? No, I just... I feel stupid. That's all. I, I really... Well, we are, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you, I could usually think my way through it, and I'm listening. I'm like, God, there's so much. I am pretty knowledgeable. I don't want you to be intimidated by this, Corey, at all. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no uh, yeah, I mean, well, so, we learn stuff all... And, and we apologize for you people that we're rehashing shit that you already know, but hey, there's a lot of There's a lot of people that don't... So how yeah. many... Books? Did you have to re- read? Oh, and I still read books. Okay. You, you can never be done learning. There's, you can pick up something from everybody, and so if somebody tells you they know everything, there is no out ruining their life. They're a liar. Yeah, <laughs> stupid or liar. Oh yeah. <coughs> and uh, okay, so is, is that like kind of so in a sense that groups like Casey Beermeisters, that's kind of the what they offer, where you guys can just kind of shoot the shit and just bounce things off of each other and. <laughs> Right, yeah, that's the big advantage of clubs, and i got to plug my Missouri Mashers while I'm here. That's my club. The Nothing Mashers. Beer Meisters, they got some great people, too, and we all kind of cross over, obviously. Yeah, do you have some but, bottles for, for, for Shoemaker to take? I don't see any bottles. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and i got to give a shout-out to my boy, Dave Schumacher. He crushed it this weekend. He won two golds and uh, three silvers at oh, the wow. Beer Meisters competition. What, what were some of the beers that he had? Uh, he got a gold had- for his uh, IPA. Oh, he right got a on. gold for his uh, Doppelbach, and I think he got silvers for a, a brownie Imperial Stout. I think a Hefeweizen, and then there was one other beer. Sorry, Dave, I can't remember. You just that's won cool, too many. That's cool, man. That's a lot of different wow. styles he had going on there. Oh, yeah, cool, he's, he's a great brewer. So. That's awesome, man. No, you guys at, at the Dan Simmons event, I, did you have something with coconut? Um, I'm trying to think. There was one at the Dan Simmons event that yeah, was I like, think that might have been Michael Burroughs. Yeah. Coconut I can't Porter. remember who brought that. I it was like I something with down coconut, but it was like unbelievable how good it was. So yeah. Shout out to the but, Bashers. Cool. So, right yeah, on, but there's, you know, there's lots of clubs and, you know, go what's close to you. There's the Beer Meisters. There's the Missouri Mashers. We meet in North Kansas City at uh, Grain to Glass. Um, there's the ZZ Hops, there's the John County Brewing Society, and then there's, uh, the KC Nano guys, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with Nano Brew Fest. Yes. That's coming yeah. up, right? It's Is get- that the one in Parkville or Liberty? Uh, it's, it's different every year. Okay. So they kind of move it around, but yeah, it's all homebrewers, and, and that's what's kind of cool. I mean, you're going to be tasting beers you'll never get to taste again. For good or for bad. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, man, I'll never taste this shit again. I think, God, I ain't going to taste that shit again. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Hey, uh, do they know where the tw- do you know, do you know, do they know where the 2016 is going to be yet? Uh, I think they are still hammering out those logistics. Okay. So as far as people in the Missouri Mashes, are they all, um, is all different levels of brewers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we welcome, I mean, you can be an extract guy. You can be all grain and anywhere in between. Yeah, we're a pretty laid back group and you know, we're always happy to. Do you have, teach people. Do you have members that aren't brewing? Like, they're just well, like, you know what I mean? I mean, they're just, just, just kind of casually interested in the process. I mean, we welcome whoever wants to come. No, the reason why I say that, because, like, I went to a podcasting uh, 
God, I'm a super nerd for shit. But I went to a podcasting yeah. group, and then there was people that hadn't done a podcast yet. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? So they were just there, like, and there's people that were there for like a year and oh, yeah. still hadn't jumped. So I was just curious. Yeah, is there dudes not, that are there that are like, I haven't, I haven't jumped in yet, man? But no, nah, we're not. No. We're not checking. Uh, group cred at the door all are welcome and in fact we got a meeting uh, this thursday i'll be uh, doing a presentation on post-fermentation adjustments so, so all those home brewers you, you guys are just as nerdy as me then oh, yeah they're yeah. just nerdy in a different way we're nerdy about beer though yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. they're nerdy <laughs> never mind <laughs> we're nerdy and then we go to sleep they're nerdy and they drink beer and go this is good beer what so what part of the brewing process are are like What's your, like your call sign that you're most proficient at that maybe makes your beer stand out? Do you feel? I mean, uh, I people think, might have a different opinion, but what do you think makes your beers? I think what, what I've done well with is like when I'll brew uh, like a new beer and send that to a competition, you'll get back like a, a feedback sheet. Mm-hmm. And what I try to do is um, you know, I'll read the feedback and then I'll, I'll look at the feedback next to my recipe. And they, if they say it needs more or less of this or that, I'll, I'll you know, kind of jot down notes on how I can tweak my recipe just a little bit, rebrew it, and send to another competition and see oh, that made it score better or score worse and go the other direction. Wow, that's me. a great tip, man. Um, so do some people just not give a shit about the uh, feedback? Or well, what? I mean, some people don't even like to compete. And it's, you know, that's what's so cool about homebrewing is you can do... You can brew just for you. You can brew for competitions. You can brew, you know, to whatever. share with Reuven and Corey. That's if you guys right. want to, yeah, you know, hey, just throwing it out there. <laughs> if you guys want to throw a batch our way, <laughs> so uh, when um, have so you found the the brewing competitions real beneficial in your development? Yeah, it's it's great to get feedback. You know, if you're trying to tweak a recipe, but again, if you don't want to pay the competition entry fees and shipping. You know, join a homebrew club. You know, there's plenty of people that'll drink it for free and tell you what you need to work on. Or again, uh, Corey or, and I or are available. To Corey or <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll tell you what we think, but uh, <laughs> we're not going to be able to give you tips and/or pointers. Yeah, sorry, it'll be, it'll be pretty empty in terms of uh, constructive feedback. So yeah, that's great. The uh, um, I like that. You know, you're getting the feedback. You're actually listening to it. You're tweaking your recipe. Um, is that pretty much? Uh, is that is that it? The gist of it? Uh, I, I would say you know if, if I had to narrow it down to one thing that helps me, it's definitely you know tweaking the recipe, be, be open to feedback, and but also you know don't get too up or too down based on you know one result. Just because one person thinks your beer sucks doesn't mean it really sucks, and just because yeah, one person obje- thinks it's amazing, it may not be that amazing. Yeah, it's it's such an uh, objective um, thing, you know. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you you have some of the best. Uh, you know, what I consider some of the best brewers, and there's people that hate their beers. You know, I'm like, wow, okay. So, and then there's uh, some beers that, you know, you're not that fond of that people think are fan. It's such a, you know. So, yeah, for sure, if you've got a beer uh, that somebody doesn't like, I totally, you know, you know, you can take that, take it or leave that, that, that statement or whatever. So, that makes sense, man. Uh, what do you think uh, is the biggest, uh, you know, because I hear a lot of, uh, People say that uh, brewing, you know, uh, they get started brewing because they think you're going to save a lot of money. And then and they're like, no, <laughs> it's like a rabbit hole. <laughs> well, what is the, you know, some of the biggest benefits that you find from brewing your own beers? Um, for me, it's it's fun. I enjoy it. It's a very zen-like experience for me. I mean, I try to brew when I've got the house to myself because, you know, I've got a wife and Three kids. So. I'm sorry, man. No, uh, no, that's all. <laughs> Since the guy with three kids. <laughs> I know. I got, but, I got uh, two. So. I'm it's in the same nice to have, you know, put on some music and, and just brew. And What music are you listening to when you're brewing? Uh, mostly like, you know, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, Nirvana. Look at you, a 90s kid. Uh, 90s. That's right. <laughs> it was the best time. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that's Alice in Chains. Oh, no, boy. Stop. Spot in the box. Spot I'm sorry on. about him, man. <laughs> but he liked it. I'm relating. Okay. So you hear uh, that, man? That 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 revs you up. So it's it was uh, it's fun. Yeah, I just enjoy it. It's it's. I mean, it's kind of a win win thing. I mean, it's for me, it's very relaxing and fun. And you know, when it's all said and done, you have beer to drink too. Yeah. So and that's cool. And I like I like doing competition. And I've always been a real competitive guy. You can 
ask my wife. Like, I, <laughs> I let the kids win at, you know, life and sorry and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I, I like to compete. You know, it's fun. You get the adrenaline rush again. So <laughs> That's awesome, man. You're like, I whooped ass. Yeah. So how much equipment do you have in your house? And oh. <laughs> or should I ask your wife so she can complain well, about they, it? She's going to apply this. It, so it, it's it's all confined <laughs> to one spot in the basement. But, um, you know, I've got a lot. I've, like I said, I've been brewing for 14 years. So it's, you know, I didn't go out and get everything at once. So it's like a constant, you're constantly like switching things out and kind of up, slowly upgrading. And right, yeah. And I'm always changing directions. I just recently got a uh, 15 gallon electric all in one system. Like the one that we saw at Tallgrass? I mean, I, you, I, wouldn't, I didn't okay, see what you, Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, though. Well, anyway, it um, you know, it's it you know it should make my brew day easier and faster. So, uh, how much is that kind of a job run? Oh, uh, it depends what you go with. There's a few different price points. I dropped a little over eight hundred on mine, but I sold off some brewing stuff to help fund that. No, I mean, so. but you know, so sixteen hundred. You... <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, when, when you listen, it's like sixteen hundred. When you think I'm about just double what he says, <laughs> when, when you think about how much, um, <laughs> you know, something fifteen gallons and just the the ability to cut down on the labor, I'm sure that in a sense it it becomes right. And for me, it was the biggest thing was it, it was cutting my time in half. You know, with you know, I've got a four month old at home, so there's actually been a lot of days here lately where I've been praying with the little baby Bjorn in front. Nice. So you need pictures of that. Yeah. That's what you need pictures of. A soldier. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you got to power through. You got to make. That's the what I mean. No one. When you got a kid strapped to you and you're brewing, no one can have an excuse as to well, I'm too busy. No. I got an excuse. Yeah. He has an excuse and he straps the kid she, in and boom, he's doing she it. She rolls That's, with it. She likes to watch it boil. That's awesome. It's educational, damn it. There we yeah. go. It's science. Science, yeah. Teach <laughs> scientists. That's there right. So, Chemistry uh, in the making. What That's was too it? funny. Um, I, I had a question as far as... Uh, Gosh darn it! Do you have any question? Because I I was gonna ask him something else, but I, I, something slipped my mind when I was thinking about it. So the eye, eye for an eye logo, yeah, um, I love it. Thank you. Um, the the skull is very um, Slayer, so um, you get props from me for that. But do you want to tell us a little bit about the like? Did you come up with it, or did someone design it, and just tell us about it? Actually. Um how I got it designed was I was on uh, homebrewtalk.com, which is just a website for homebrewers across the world. And uh, there was somebody on there saying, you know, hey, I'll uh, design a logo for you for you know, a couple of bombers of beer. And so I gave an idea on what I wanted mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, like, I didn't draw it out. I said, you know, these are some ideas what I'd, like, implemented. And so he came up with, like, three or four of them. And threw them out to me, and I looked at him. I said, "Okay, I want you know this part and this part and the other." And then he kind of came up with this, and I'm like, that, "I'm sold, perfect." Let me send you yeah, some it's beers. Yeah, it's, 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 it's an awesome logo. It's got the axes and then the, like the wings. So and just the you know. And hey, put your cool. mic back in again, bro. It's my mic. God damn it. I think it's you. I, I don't know. Maybe me. Maybe me. No. <laughs> I'll get my own cord next time. I don't even know what I would buy. But you, know, what I was going to ask you, I remembered uh, is uh, is um, oh yeah. The so you know I don't know sh- that shit about. I know brewing. I don't know shit about brewing. Okay, so the actual so when, how much time does it take? Like brewing day, like you get up and you you're in there. From that starting time to when you're done and you begin, what is it, the fermentation process? Right. Again? Yeah. Okay. So how long is that? I'd say for you know, you? from the it's going to vary on you know, how much beer you're making, and um, yeah, there's a couple different variants. But on average, you're looking at a you know five or six hour brew day. It's a five or six hour endeavor. Yeah, it can be. It just depends, um, and that was you know the big advantage of this new system I got was you know they say about a three and a half hour day, so. So what is it that you're uh, that's taking up the the bulk of that time? Well, it's it's just gonna. I mean, you're gonna have. I always see them boiling shit and right, and that's the thing. <laughs> you you got to boil the shit. So yeah. you you got to take water from you know tap water and bring it up to you know maybe 170 degrees. Okay. 
And so you've got that time, and then you take that hot water and you put it in with your ground-up grains. And then that's got to set from anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half, depending on your recipe and all. Yep. And then you got to drain that off, and then you got to fill it back up with hot water again. And then you take all of that and drain it off one more time, and then you'll have you know, this kind of a barley sugar water. that Now you have to bring that up to a boil. And then you're going to boil that anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half. Or, you know, if you're doing some real big, strong beer or whatever, you know, sometimes people boil for two or three hours. And then once that's done, then you got to cool it down so you can put your yeast in. And you're looking, you know, so you need to go from like 212 degrees down to, you know, 60, 70 But you find that whole process just fun. Are you like drinking and just listening to music? Usually I'm just drinking coffee. Really? Most of my beer days start about 7.30 a.m. when the wife and kids walk out the door on their way to school. Yeah. If I'm on one of my days You have the perfect job for this show. Oh, yeah. It definitely gives me some free time. That's awesome, man. So uh, do you you think it saves you any money on beer? Or is it just, Uh, is it like a trade? Is it like a push? I'd say it's probably a push. I still, I mean, because especially if I'm like, oh, I want to brew this different style I've never tried before. I better go buy a bunch of commercial examples so I can know what I'm shooting for. Nice. I like that strategy. Do you you need my help at any point? Oh, so you're going to buy me some beers? No, no, no. I'll keep it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, put your money where your mouth is. (laughs) What's that? Put your money where your mouth is. No, no, no. I'm I'm saying he gets the beers. I help him figure out. Like, hey, bro, yeah, this one's, this one. I think you should brew, and then I'll taste that version when he's done too. So, do you come up with the? Are you to the point now that you could like try a beer and say, okay, um, I'm going to need this, that, and the other, or do you still like like coming up with recipes? Are you is is your brewer palate so refined that you could say, oh, this has dot 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 dot? I can get in the ballpark, and that's yeah. kind of the process. Is I'll get started, you know, and you'll you get. You'll brew that and then send to competition and then you get your feedback. And then that and that's when you learn how to start dialing in. And you know, there's all sorts of different roasted that's, grains. And that's, and so, you, so you make your own recipes in a sense. Yeah, but I have a software program that helps with that. But still, but it, it's software. I, you can give me the software program and it's going to suck. <laughs> what is it? Do you, you know? Can you share what the pro- program is? Do a lot of people uh, have it? Yeah, not, there, and there's, there's tons out there. I use Beersmith. And I also use Beer Alchemy, um, so I've got it on my phone. And I'm the Beer Alchemy I find work. the most helpful for me. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. pretty down with the Beer Alchemy. Yeah, software. you are. It's a do you know what Alchemy is? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> hey, with that, uh, you want to take a, a break real quick and yeah, then yeah. come right back? All right, okay. let's take a break. Man. All right, break. So what? What I'll probably do is I'll. I'll, I'll We're back. I'll you, okay. I think yeah, your I mic think. needs to get back in there. All right, right on. Go sure, ahead, Corey. Sure. All right, so we're we're back and we're drinking uh, Luminous uh, Triple Ale. Um, it, they're out of I think they're out, brewed out of San Francisco, and um, uh, Mike's going to tell us a little, but put him on the spot because <laughs> yeah, he's cause a he's a fan of he's triples, a resident expert, and yeah, by far he's the expert. So we'll let him talk a little bit about that. Sorry about my mic. Ruben's yeah. equipment sucks. <laughs> No, it's a, a brand new cord too. I don't no, know. What the it's fuck a great like. beer. Um, you know, you're getting a lot of the, like the Belgian yeast notes there at the end. You know, good kind of a hazy straw color. And uh, thanks to Drew, man, we appreciate it, Drew, man. This uh, uh, some good beers we've had. Uh, that that one on uh, the IPA on Friday. I don't, I don't know what it was, but it was really good. And then now this one, that so was... a triple, lots of variation, man, and. You know, are you sure I took a picture of it? Yeah, you did. You posted it on Beer Tasting KC. Did I? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to look it up now. Um, so we we were talking to Mike about his brewing process and stuff, and you know what we're interested in. You know, right? What I'm interested in right now is what are um, your plans for Eye for an Eye Brewing in the future? Like, do you have any future plans or anything that you would like to see happen in the next five years or? Um, you know, short term at the homebrew level, you know, I'm, I'm focusing on the High Plains Brewer of the Year circuit, which it's made up of like you know, eight or nine competitions throughout uh, Missouri and Iowa and Illinois, Oklahoma, Nebraska. There, there, there's several of them. Oh, wow. And so the uh, um, Beer Meisters competition yesterday was a part of that. And I didn't do great. You know, I, I got a medal, but 
it's, it's one of those you need several medals to stay in contention. So I think Shu kind of yeah stole the thunder. Shu stole the thunder a little bit. But I, I'm going to stay on his heels. We got another competition next weekend. Nice. But I'm working on that. Uh, I've got a long term goal of meddling in every uh, all 50 states. So I'm at Damn. 14 states right now. Wow. Thanks. That's awesome. So you've man. been so. Wait. Yeah, I yeah, I've been, you know, California, New Mexico. You won a New Mexico one? Yeah. Cool, cool, right on. Yeah. Ruins are awesome. You could have won uh, I was in any that. state, but you said New Mexico and it's like, "Oh, yeah, okay." Uh, it's a good little crazy clout. They have great beer there. Yeah. Um, I love um who's the wild wheat? Um, marble. marble, marble. Yeah, you need to bring more of that shit back. Yeah, for about. sure. Seriously, it's a wildflower wheat. It's a wheat beer uh, made it's with the wildflower. Best wheat. It beers is damn good. It's good. Yeah, for I've sure. Ever had? I really like a lot of wheat beers, man. Like the uh, Five Lizard from the. Yeah, you, you're a Five Lizard fanboy. Oh man, that stuff is so good, man. So do you easy. make a, Do you make a wheat beer? Um, I've got one fermenting right now due to the uh, Weiss request. Okay. So it, it's, <laughs> I, brew, I actually just brewed it Friday. So she's bubbling away right now. What it, what it, is it uh, anything special or just a straight-up wheat? Just a straight-up wheat. See, the, the Five Lizard one had uh, passion fruit and lime juice. That was their little – and, the, like, the wildflower wheat, that New Mexico marble one was, like, made with New Mexico Yeah, my wife, like – yeah, flipped out when she drank that. She's like, "Oh my god, you have more than like." Uh, Reuben just got me one. <laughs> That's it. One bottle. Seriously, I can't even get a six pack. Because you know what? The funny thing is that everybody wants like uh, the big beers and stuff. So the majority of like the real estate coming back was like those big. But then you know the ones that are most enjoyable that you could have like multiples of, you get the least amount of, and they're just you know you have a six pack of those, and then all the big ones, and you're like, "God dang it!" You know. Uh, I, uh, I've been showing more appreciation towards those easier, like, uh, sessionable beers like wheats and stuff lately, especially if they're done well. And, you know, it's, it's labor intensive if you're dealing with, I would imagine, you know, wildflowers and then those guys, uh, from Five Lizard, when they're brew their, um, the, uh, their lime and, and passion fruit one, they have to zest those limes, like, a ton of them. It's like a pain in the ass to make oh, that Oh, yeah, because uh, I, I went to, to Crane. I got the um, their IPA with bread. It was unbelievable. They're really good beer. Yeah, you guys, Crane, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, they're doing great. And, and no, and I went there to go pick it up, and they're just, like, six guys sitting at a table zesting oranges. I'm like, oh, that's... For the Gosa? And it's like, that's work. That's not, you know... Yes, yeah, so brewing's fun, but that part of it is you know there's there's a lot of time and energy that goes into that, and I don't sometimes people just like ah eh, they're just brewing beer, it's just you know you throw heat up some water, throw some yeast and barley, and boom. It's, yeah, they had to use a ton of yeah yeah you're right. Man. So so yeah, and, and those are some of like the beers that um, you know they don't get as much of the attention, but yeah, still you know some work into those beers and really good beers. Um, have you ever done like a Pilsner or? It is on my to brew list. Are you going to do Imperial or just regular? Just a regular Pilsner. It's a challenge, and I know yeah, everybody wow, likes to cool. hate on the BMC world, but they are very, very good at what they do. It's a difficult style to brew because there's not really anything to hide behind. If you mess up, it's just such a delicate palate that. You know, if you if you messed it up, that's it's gonna be pretty it's bad. So right. there's no, yeah, you know, if you if you kind of botch an IPA a little bit, I just throw more hops, hops into it, and nobody will notice. So <laughs> we're gonna dry hop it at the end. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I I dig. Uh, you know, one of the things that you know, and I is, is I don't know. I probably have said this a bazillion times, but I could say it a bazillion. When I go into a new brewery, the first, of course, I'll start with whatever that that uh, whether it's their their flagship beer, what mm-hmm. you would call their flagship, uh, you know, with with tall grass, it's their pub ale, you know, if or they, they may start with a um, like a pilsner or their lager. If they nail that that first one, I think nine times out of ten, everything that follows is going right. to be great. But if they fuck up that lager or that pils, it's bad news moving forward. You know what I mean? So I really put a lot of weight into that that lager, that pils that I have at that first, and I won't go right away to the to the you know premium so the, beer that they have the, on top double IPA or the, the almond chocolate you know yeah. well, vanilla punch 
Yeah, I had an almond chocolate vanilla crunch one time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but you know, whatever, you know, whatever's their badass, you know, their, their coffee porter or whatever they got that's premium that day, whatever, I don't know. But I always just start with that, that flagship lineup of their first four, you know, whatever it is, their, their red ale, their IP, their lager, their pills. And man, if you nail that shit, there's a good indication that they're going to be a solid brewer, man. So what, what is it about Pilsners that is so, yeah, there's nothing to hide, but what is, like, in terms of brewing it, what is it, what are the things that you're, have to like kind of pay attention to and focus on uh, the, the biggest one for something like that. It's going to be the yeast. Um, you need a lot of it because you're going to ferment it cooler than you would an ale. Uh, lagers, you're going to ferment around 50 degrees where ales are usually going to ferment, you know, maybe like low sixties to maybe low seventies. You know, if you're doing a Saison or something, you might take a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the warmer you ferment something, the more yeast character you're going to get. And so that's why with like the lagers, you know, Pilsner especially, they ferment so cool that, you know, you need a lot of yeast and you're going to, and you ferment cool. So they're going to be a little bit slower on their metabolism. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's just such a challenge. And it's basically just going to be Pilsner malt, a little bit of noble hops and that's it. Okay. So, and then the yeast, because it's, there's nothing else in it. If, if you just even mess up a little bit on the yeast, it's going to throw... It, it can. I it mean, there's can. no certainties at all, but it uh, it's, it is it is a challenge to brew a, a style of beer like that. And that, that's why it's on my list, is just to see what I can do with it. Right on, man. And so, like, you were saying that, um, you know, your immediate goals, you know, some of your... Do you have plans of opening your own brewery or anything bigger you know, down the line? It uh, it just depends. I I love to romanticize the idea, but it's expensive. And if anyone wants to uh, pony up a whole bunch of cash, <laughs> Mike would be more than there happy to take it. Yes, despite he's, the rumors, of, he's looking for investors. Yes, <laughs> uh, firefighters aren't exactly rolling in the dough, so I don't have the money to go out and start a brewery anytime soon. And if I do it, I don't want to take on a whole bunch of investors or anything because I want okay. to do it my way. So have you been approached by investors that are – I mean, it seems like with the surge in, 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 in the beer market, you would think that there was guys that were looking out for, you know, people that have been successful in competitions, you know, yeah. like you and Shu. Like, do you guys get approached by investors? I mean, I don't know about Shu. I've had a couple people – casually mention something like oh maybe they have a few bucks to throw around what do you think about it and yeah it's it's fun i i, I sell spend kids. their money bro yeah no, <laughs> <laughs> but you it almost seems like you want to be your own boss and you don't want to have to and you don't want your your investor hey uh what's going on with dot 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 right and and I w- I'm not opposed to having an investor because, you know, I definitely don't have the funds to Hashtag go call that. Mike Wells uh, immediately if you got the yes. cash and uh, we'll make this shit happen. Ha- ha- hashtag he'll uh, give you his routing number. Just send, <laughs> yeah, to make send it in there. Yeah, that's but, right. Uh, I mean, I would, I'm not completely opposed to it. It had to be the right person. It had to be somebody with deep pockets and say, you do you. You know what you're doing. Someone Just- someone that gives you – you don't, you don't want to seed control – just for the money, you want to be able to, you want it to be what what your you don't want your vision to be perverted by someone else that says perverted. Well, is, yeah, see, it's a, uh, use perverted without yeah and, being uh, perverted. And exactly. I took it to a weird place. So, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, ruining it. Continue, brother. Um, <laughs> you you want your vision, and you don't want like what they say or their hey, uh, this is the new hot thing. You need to start brewing this kind of beer, right? Yeah, that's that's kind of thing. And I I put my heart and soul in my recipes. I mean, they're they're beers that I've been working on for a long, long time. And if if I were to ever go commercial with it, I'd want them to stay true to what they are. Mike Wells is like a trapeze monk with this shit, bro. Yeah, <laughs> he do he, he he adds a little kung fu to it. Or those different? No, those are different monks. But yeah. he would. He'd be like yeah, a shaman monk, and one's a trapeze. So. <laughs> Just fucking. <out. laughs> No, yeah, man. No, but that's cool, man. I, I I dig it. That's admirable. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so what do you think of uh, the current beer market? This is a loaded question, I guess, because the current beer market. But and, and what do you think of it? The current beer market, and uh, where do you think it's headed? Uh, current beer market. I think there's some awesome things going on in Kansas City right now. For sure, it's been a long time coming, and we've got people from. 
you know, in the Northland, up in Liberty with Rock and Run. What's up, Gene? Uh, we've got, you know, all the guys downtown. We've got Red Crow down in Spring Hill. What's up, Chris? So um, these are all friends of yours from the mashes that have moved uh, on to shit? Just people I've known. Go, okay. I, I know Michael Crane out at, you know, Crane Brewing. I mean, there's just, it, things are just really taking off, and it's awesome to be able to be witness to that. And, uh, I mean, and there's, you know, more coming, too. So it's just exciting to see the way things we, are going. We, we really should go out to Red Crow. That's that's like the only one in Kansas, really, in our area. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We'll get, we'll get there. We could podcast from we'll, there. We'll podcast from over there. We'll be the weird guys in the corner with the headphones With the on. headphones and the dummy with the, with the soundboard going... I don't know why it's not working. Well, no, we no, won't, we, we won't can, take the whole. We won't this take is, the soundboard. No, okay. this is for. This like is just special. Multiple. Uh, me and you could just go off of this thing. Okay. Right Sorry, that, that we'll edit that shit out. No, <laughs> I don't even. No, there's no edit. Don't edit shit out. <laughs> uh, do you feel like the market could potentially become saturated? Is that a discussion um, that you guys sometimes have, or is yeah, that not even? I mean, you look at St. Louis, and they've. They, they've got still a lot more breweries than we've got, and I think they're all doing well. I think the key is, so long as you're making good beer, people will drink it. Yeah, there's um, a, there's a ton of people that just still don't know, uh, you know, shit about craft beer. They're still drinking, you know, uh, the big market beers and stuff, which is fine. I'm not I'm not dogging it at all because I, you know, I, for a long time that's what I drink. I don't hey, care. I, I still drink PBR yeah. after I mow the lawn. It's, yeah, it, it's, crisp. It, it's it's good for what it is. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, I'm glad that you said that because a lot of people. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's like a us versus them kind of mentality. That's fine. That's cool. I don't feel like Corey's kind of in that camp too. He's a little <laughs> bit combative and oh, shit. Yeah. Nah, I'm. I, I'm <laughs> No, but I'm I am open to like you said, you know, there there's a time and a place for every beer. I'm not going to go a, around a lot of my my family members and not drink the Corona or the or the Bud Light. You know, I will. I'll do that, you know. You don't drink Bud Light, liar. You're a full No, Bud. but full Budweiser. Yeah. But heavy. But yeah, yeah, otherwise I don't cuz the the Bud Light gives me a headache, whatever. <laughs> but uh That's why you should drink Miller Light cuz it's good. Yeah, so <laughs> do you, so yeah so I do think you're right in that I don't feel like there could be because a lot of them are slowly I think can be converted over just to trying you know stuff like like a pills or a lager and that's like like but it's a craft version of it and like I was telling Ruben like the other night I, I uh, my brother and I brought up over some Casey pills and, I, and I'm like great beer yeah i just drank it and i'm like oh my god i could drink like 17 of these exactly and, and that's and that's the kind of i mean it's, it's so refreshing and i'm like, like on a hot day exactly in, in my head i was like yeah. i could shit it's really hot pop one of these sit outside watch the kids playing the cul-de-sac yeah, you're and not then, gonna throw down an imperial stout when it's 110 outside. no no don't definitely don't no. <laughs> that's a perfect uh idea like i think for a transitional beer i think for someone like if you if you have a hardcore bud drinker like myself which to this didn't <laughs> and then you you give them a pills that's not a, a casey pills that's not a big deviation from what they understand a beer to be you know what i mean it's yeah. like yeah okay but it's a craft version of it it might have a little bit uh more uh a flavor profile to it it might be a little you know uh better tasting hopefully i don't know it's not as uh uh, but it's 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 something it's it's drink it's approachable it's not it's yes. not like yeah, it's uh, not to scare somebody off yeah exactly for sure and wheat beers I think are are good trying you know a lot of the 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 um, milder sours are yeah. like real approachable well, to wine drinkers exactly yeah if, if somebody's into wine my sister in law is a wine drinker. And you know, she tried one of my sours, and like that's that's beer. That's and yeah, yeah, that's, what, that's cool. Beer could be so many different and things. And like Crane's uh, apricot weiss. Oh, that's great. Falls yes. under, and, and you may not have had, but like um, the the tall grass song. Your mic, your mic. Go sorry. Sorry. That's and, and, and again, guys, we have like a bad chord, so I keep fucking with Corey and yelling about his mic. Mike, it's nothing sorry. he's not doing. Me. It's not. It's, it's, it's not Mike. It's Corey. It's it's not even Corey. It's it's the fucking chords for some reason. It slips out of that. that to hold it, and so it's a I'm brand new two chord. Fisting, two fisting the the mic, but not this mic. The microphone. Yeah, the microphone. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that got dark quick. 
Uh, but I was just saying, like, we haven't even cursed this episode. I, not too much. This has been the the least cursed. The, this this may win the least cursed episode. Yeah, so. for sure. Whomever is uh, keeping track of our cursing, weird, weird. But no, like uh, <laughs> so, the songbird saison uh, from Tallgrass has that same type of like real like dry white wine finish uh-huh. to it. That it's just someone that you know. Oh, I only drink wine. They can drink that, and and it's not like too far of a stretch. It's like almost. It's it's something that a wine drinker could could enjoy. And I do think, you know, as fun as we have geeking out on beers and stuff, beer at its core is a fun endeavor. Exactly. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are forgetting that aspect of yeah, it, you know, when they're when they're marketing or talking you guys have the golden ticket as far as like the coolest, funnest, potentially funnest job. You don't want to make it a shitty uh, exclusive club, you know what I mean. You can to a certain extent, I guess. But I hope that people never lose sight of the fact that beer should be fun. It should be celebratory, and uh, it's it should always stay a pretty fun industry, yeah, it, man. It, it's a communal thing, and that's and that's and beer is supposed to bring people together. That's and right. And yeah, and you hate to see. I mean, sometimes people kind of. Get a little douchey when it comes to it, and, and just if you don't like something, don't, don't drink it. That's you, right. You don't need to bash it, and you don't need to bash the person who likes it. If that's what they like to drink, so be it. Well, the guy who made it, the guy who right. yeah, that's, that's even... the thing is is these people who are kind of bashing on beers is go to a brewery and watch somebody. I mean, they put and you put your heart and soul into it, and if it's not for you, that's okay. Go find something that is for you. And usually, yeah. you know, they they have more than it's not like there's only one thing to drink. And exactly. Yeah. One thing that Corey and I will do, and that we'll never really do, is is that we're not going to do uh we're not going to do a false review. We'll never lie about what we think about a beer, uh-huh. but we'll never. But we're not going to do a review and go, "This is the worst beer I've ever had. Never buy this. This is crap." Well, just because it's not that. The... Well, and the thing is, you could have got a bad bottle. And you could maybe that. Beer and just because I don't like it doesn't mean or, that someone else can't exactly, like it. Yeah. And, and and again, it's not being dishonest. It's this that we're not going to review a beer that we don't personally like. Everything uh-huh. that we review, we are are endorsing uh-huh. to a certain extent. Exactly. And if, we're, if and if we're not reviewing it, that means that we probably didn't like it. So if you didn't hear, and well, it's, well, we don't review a lot of shit. So let's not. You know, no, it's, but I'm not just saying yeah. that every beer that we don't review we don't like. I'm just saying every beer that we review. We pretty much fucking loved, you know what I mean? Because again, it's 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 an objective thing. I'm not going to go in and shit on anybody's passion and we, or whatever. We so. know we're just trying to 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 promote. We want people to to try different things and just you know kind of get out of their comfort zone and just you know, hey, we like this. We think you will also, and you know, and talk about it and maybe say, have someone go, huh? They really liked it. I'll, I'll go ahead and try it. And that's you know, it's just we're just trying to promote. Beer in general, not just you know, just certain beers or certain things. It's just it's there. Go out, drink whatever you like, and just and just enjoy it because it's 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 it should be fun. It shouldn't be like work or, or a pain in the ass. And we're already at an hour right now. We're going to crack open this uh, Flanders Red, and then uh, we'll give you guys a little bit of uh, our take on that, and let Mike. And that'll be the last thing that we do, man. All right, sweet. All right. Appreciate you guys listening. And uh, Mike is going ahead and opening this great right. bottle of Flanders Red again. We're going to Bogart and and steal the cap. But uh, I think that uh, you know, Mike made the um, suggestion that we should do more podcasts where we're talking about startups and more of the brewing process. And I, I really felt like we took a step in that direction. By no means did we cover everything. But, hey, we still got the rest of this year, and it's been a pretty good start to the year, man. So cheers to Mike for joining us today. And uh, fuck, Corey, I'm not going to cheers him. No, I'm just <laughs> cheers to Corey for hosting it in his basement. This is the first KC social out of Corey's basement, which is kind of weird when you think about it. After how many we've done, we're like, this is going to be episode number 35. And it's the first one that we've actually done in the basement. So uh, cheers to you guys, man. And uh, Mike is pouring a almost, uh, um, it's uh, like a, a red ale kind of. Gorgeous. Burgundy, almost. Yeah. yeah, this is actually this is the Flanders red on cherries. 
full-on cherries. Man, that's awesome. Oh, my oh God, for so you good. sour heads out there. <laughs> oh, wee I'm going to have to give my... Well, and then know. super approachable, I think... I bet my wife's not yeah. sleeping, so I don't have to give her any of this because <laughs> she would really... Wow. Yeah, so my good. wife would love this as well. Um, it's weird because a lot of the bigger beers that... Uh, or, or beers that I think are more outside the mainstream, my wife totally hates. But the sours, for whatever reason, kind of hit her palate the right way, too. And so what's the ABV it. on this? Uh, I think this one's about 8%. Nice, man. Can you don't... Yeah. Yeah, not at all. You want to talk a little bit about this one? Or? Yeah, it's just a, a Flanders Red. Um, I primaried it with just a, a Belgian strain. And then... Uh, when you say Belgian strain, you mean Belgian yeast, Yes, right? Belgian a Belgian yeast. And then when that was all done fermenting, I racked it into my uh, used bourbon barrel that's, for the last, you know, probably three or four years, has been all sour beers. Uh, lovely named it Lucille. 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 Dude. A little nod to B.B. King and his guitar. Yeah. Uh, who, who did the, um, uh, what's Little name? Richard. Little Richard does a freaking gangster-ass version of Lucille, yeah. dude. It's so good. Lucille. Oh, man. That guy could just freaking sing his oh, yeah. ass off, boy. So, uh, anyway, it sits in the barrel for, you know, anywhere from 9 to 12 months. And, and that's where it gets, because when it goes in, it's not... You know how it kind of draws in the, the yeah. sides of your cheeks? Puckers. Yes. Uh, it's it's just a real nice. smooth beer when it first goes in. And when it comes out, that's where it gets kind of all the tartness and, and you stuff goes, in the you barrel. Must- Get really excited whenever you pour what you pour in comes out like this, and you're like, yeah, yeah. It, the hard part's not drinking all yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you brought an extra bottle, though, right? Uh, you know, I can get you guys some. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> so, how, what what gives it is color? Is it the cherry or uh, a part of it is like the grains that go into it, um, and then also another part is just the cherries. So, what what are the grains that give it that? The the red color, the red color. Uh, um, just a touch of crystal malt and a little bit of special bee malt. And he said crystal malt, not crystal meth. So everybody right. relax. Don't put crystal <laughs> meth in, in your beer. beer. No. no. <laughs> hey, I always gotta shit on people, bro. <laughs> You're a dick. And with that, I'm totally hey. gonna put the outro song, Lucille from uh, yes. Little Richard. Yeah. So, um, but uh, huge thanks to to Mike for coming out and um, basically. Giving us a lesson in terms of what it goes to make beer, you know his his level of knowledge is is unbelievable, and you know he's part of all these groups, you know Missouri Mashers. He does stuff with Casey Beermeister. So if it's something that you're interested in, go out, go to a meeting, even just sit around talk. These guys will they're more than happy to like just spend time with you and talk about about brewing and. Worst case scenario, you get to drink some really good home brews, but you know there's there's a lot to learn, and and all of these guys just you know they're just they they love what they do. They're passionate, and I think they enjoy like helping uh, helping each other get better at it. So if it's something that you're interested in, by all means, you know seek them out. And let's get that bus going, man. Yeah. Bus to Bus Bucyrus. Bucyrus. Piney River Brewing Company. Piney River. Oh, it's going to go down. Epic. Shit. And we'll be bumping Lucille all the way over there. There we go. Corey, we <laughs> just turned into a pumpkin, man. Say, say goodbye, Corey. Goodbye, Corey. <laughs>